When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, buddy? Hey, bud. How are you? I'm doing good. I can't complain. I mean, it's been a an interesting couple days with uh, the Emmys the other day, and kind of I don't know. It's been fun. It's been a good entertainment week. How about that? Yeah, I, dude. I had so much going on this week. We're gonna get into it because I, I I feel like we have to get into it because I need to talk about. It. Since you're the Ellen of the podcast, I feel like we need to discuss it. <laughs> <laughs> the Ellen of the Fuck. I've got a funny story about that, you know. And for for people tuning in, we got Harry Jousey, uh, who was on uh, Too Hot, Too Hot to, handle to Handle on Netflix. He's coming on here in a couple of minutes. We're we're gonna get to him, but I I'm do excited to talk-, talk to him because he's like he was on Too Hot to Handle on Netflix, and now he's this huge social media star. Hangs out with like the biggest ones in LA. He's always um, it's crazy what he's got into. So uh, I'm excited to talk to him. But yeah, so uh, what do you what, say, what, Ellen? What, yeah, no. I was- <laughs> I was going to say, what did you think of the Emmys? Did you like when it started? I seriously was like, what the fuck? These people are they they literally packed an arena full of people. I fell for it until uh, they did the like pull back of the screen and show that there was actually no one in the audience. Yeah, I, that was fun. But honestly, I did not care. I, no, the only award show I really care about now is the Oscars because I think it's very pretty. However, the rest of the award shows, I think, are just bullshit. I mean, the Grammys is one thing, but. It's too much of tuning everyone's, you know, kissing everyone's ass, and it's just like. But I, so I'm a huge Shit Creek fan, so I, I was I, enjoying it. Really? So you yeah. love that show that much? This show is so good, dude. It is so damn funny. I watched two seasons, and I was like, okay, it's fine, but you can't put it on like a Seinfeld. Like to me, it's just. But it's you just- realize that this was their last season, so I think this was the Academy's way of saying like. Thank you. You did a great job. Like, we're going to give you other awards because you're done. They do that sometimes. They know a show is ending, and that's when they suddenly get all the awards, even though they haven't got the awards for the last six years they've been doing them, you know? Award shows were made to bring attention to the industry. That's what people need to realize. Yes, there's they're giving these little awards, too. However, they ultimately, at the end of the day, they are made to bring attention to movies and TV shows that normally you wouldn't watch. It was a, yeah. it was a strategy behind it. I mean, for instance, last year at the daytime Emmys, Emmys, uh, <laughs> Daily Mail TV won best news entertain or best news entertainment show. Best um, entertainment news show. Best entertainment news show. They beat Extra. They beat Access Hollywood. Entertainment sh- Tonight. Entertainment Tonight. And the show appears at, at least in New York on like a random channel at 4 p.m. in the afternoon. Um, how? How does that show win? Um, should I be shitting on them or no? Is it okay? <laughs> I don't think you're shitting on them, but it's a, a legit question because, like, you know, all these other – like, how is Access Hollywood not won? Access Hollywood, those people work their asses off and they put out a good program. They've never won. And the That's crazy, crazy to me. Also, you got to remember, all these shows are pretty much the same exact thing. Uh, yeah. At the end of the day, like, there's really nothing – I'm sorry, but when TMZ was up for – two Emmys for that same category and we never won. I don't know how, like a lot of the other shows you'd flip through and you're like, I don't know which one I'm watching. Cause they seemed very similar. I felt that TMZ had like interesting, different angles on stuff. And maybe that's why, um, daily mail won because they don't, 
do the same coverage everyone else does. Yeah. And they're not, and people didn't look at him as like as dirty as TMZ. You know what I'm saying? What are your thoughts on the Ellen situation? Obviously, she just spoke. Where do you stand with it? What are your thoughts? I mean, I'm conflicted on it. You know, it's like everyone else that is caught up for being like a terrible boss, they immediately get fired and told to go fuck off. And she gets to do a monologue and make it funny and move along with her life. So I don't know. I mean, I, I like I like Ellen's show. I think that she is funny. I just, it's weird who we give passes to as the public and who doesn't get a pass. Agreed. Uh, I respect that she did apologize. There's nothing more she could really do. She could just keep apologizing. Like, I don't know what we expected. Like, she, yeah, she had a few jokes because I feel like she had to. And, I, and it didn't affect me. But I know some of the people that were former staff members are were offended by it. Like, this is a serious offense. Like, this is serious. Like, you guys should be apologizing. So I get that. Um, but at least I, I credit that she apologized because not everyone apologized. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's pretty insane that of, of you know, at least she addressed it, whereas others, there's other but companies out change? there never apologize. But does it change? Does it actually change going forward? That's to be said. Um, I think it just people are more aware of it. Um, I think it will, um, but at least at that show. I don't know about mm-hmm. other places. Um, yeah. So, but it's. Uh, I think we're past it now. She apologized. I. I don't think we could keep hitting her keep over the head with her. I, I like I said. I. I have nothing like. I never worked for Ellen. I. You know. I. I was never a victim of whatever happened there. So I can't say. But I just. I always we, think it's interesting. You know, when we decide to punish people and fire them and rip away all of their TV rights and who the public says, nope, you can stay on TV. That's all I'm saying. I just find that part interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually had an interesting thing this past week, dude. Um, I had a tip, and I want your opinion on this because I want to know how I should have handled it. And I think this is what I did. Um, I had a tip this past week of Dorinda from New York Housewives. She was out to Mm -hmm. dinner. And I was like, oh, man, she's pretty interesting. Obviously, she was just kicked Oh, she just left the show, and she was on there for a while. She was a staple on the show. People loved her. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go and get my camera, and this is the first time I'm going to run out with my camera and my mask, and I'm going to try to get an interview with Dorinda. So I ran out, and I get to the restaurant. She's eating there. I see her eating, and she's sitting there, and she was drinking, and she was drinking okay. a lot. And uh, Like how I'm, much? I'm, how, much is like a, uh, how much is drinking a lot? Yeah. Like could you visibly tell she was drunk from far away? Yeah, I saw them bringing multiple drinks, and there I saw the drinks. There are martinis. We know how they, you can't get a really a weak martini. The martinis are usually strong, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I saw multiple martinis coming out, and then they made her table. She was with a gentleman. Um, this is some publicist I found out, and the table next one was four people that obviously knew who she was. So they're buying her drinks, and like now she's hanging out with them, and you know they bring the tables closer. They're talking to each other. They're loud. You know, you could obviously, they're having a very good time. I waited probably for an hour and a half. Now, I'm not filming them eat or drink. I was like, oh, okay, I'll wait for her to finish. I'm across the street. I saw them. I was like, okay, I'll wait. You know, I'm playing on my phone, just waiting for them to finish. Do you until... ever feel awkward when you're just, like, standing there with nothing to do? Uh, yeah, only when my phone dies. But if my phone's working, like, I'm just playing on my phone. I can see it from a distance. I'm not filming them eat because there's just nothing for me to do. I'm not filming her drink because I didn't care. 
Anyway, I notice them get up and they start walking down the street. I get my camera. I get into a good position where they could kind of walk towards me. I end up bombarding them in front of the other patrons. Have my mask on. I go, Dorinda. And I start to film her. And I could clearly tell she's she's had a lot to drink. And she's known to drink. And I start talking to her. And the publicist all of a sudden tries to put his hand on her shoulder. Like, oh, Dorinda, follow me. I'll bring you to the car. Like, he's trying to protect her. I start talking to her for a second. I say, hey, you know, tell me about what's going on with you. And she starts to say she had a book. And then all of a sudden she goes, you're not, you weren't filming me eating, right? And, and she gets like into my ear and she puts her arm around me. I was like, no, no. I was like, no. Uh, to be honest with you, nobody really cares to watch you eat. Like, no, I, I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, but I just got, you know, she's like, okay. And then I start to talk to her and she's like, listen, I don't want to talk, you know, right now. I'm just trying. I'm like, okay, fine. You know, I'm like, I, I put the camera down and I, she puts her arm around me and I walk her t- kind of towards her, her Uber. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. But I got a few questions in and she was clearly drunk. So I'm like, fuck, what do I do with the video? So I try, I got in t- I got a number through a friend of her and I reached out to her and I said, Hey, listen, I got the, I'm Adam. I, I was the guy who got you last night on camera. You know, I want to see, I got some video of you, but I was wondering if we could, I, I'm not going to do anything with the video. I was wondering if we could do a setup shot where I could ask you some questions and see you in a better light. And she called me and she said, hey, you could do anything with you on the video. You could do it. The video. I didn't really give you much, but I'm not doing interviews right now because I'm going to wait for the Housewives reunion to come out. Okay. And part of me was like, do I put out this, vi-? you know, she, so she wouldn't give me the interview. She wasn't agreeing really to the setup shot. So I'm like, was it me being a dick or was it me being the good guy trying to be like, hey, I got you on camera. I put the camera down. I don't want to put out this video of you being drunk on camera. I don't think it's the best life for you. Work with me here. Let's do a setup shot where I could get my questions out, where I can make you be seen in a different light. I'll even give you the questions in advance. What should I have done in that situation? What do you think? What are your thoughts no, on I think I think you did the right thing. I think you did the right thing because, I mean – what was going to happen with the video? It's just her being drunk, and then she gets annoyed. And then next time she sees you out, you definitely don't get anything. Or, you know, you go to her and say, hey, let's let's try to redo this, basically, and get your message out there. I thought you did the right thing. Yeah, it's crazy because, like, the public was trying to protect her. And I just want her to be like, hey, you know what? I want her, honestly, to be like, thank you and be like, I appreciate for being a good guy and kind of help me out. Because she said to me, she's like, hey, if you want, put out the video. I said... I don't think you want the video out. I don't know if you remember what happened last night, but you were clearly under the influence. So I hope I'm able to get the interview. I have her number now. I am going to text her once the reunion airs and maybe try to get her in a better light and you know get the first comment because honestly, the first interview is the biggest one. If you're the third or fourth, no one really gives a shit. No so. cares, yeah. Cool. Well, I'm excited to see where that goes. Yeah. Um. But uh, that's enough for me. We got a we got a <laughs> oh, guest wait, waiting. Give out. Let's give out our CBD. Yes. We get into this because we got Harry. Harry is now officially on hold, so we got to get to him very quickly. Let's uh, let's give out our CBD. Yes, we do the easiest contest out there. All you gotta do is leave a five star review and leave a comment. And every week, Dax picks out a comment, uh, a review, out random, and we pick out your name. You win a, a prize thanks to our friends at Sun River Botanicals CBDs. Uh, if you're into the CBD world, you gotta try them. They're some of the top. Uh, creams and ointments in the world. I mean, their stuff is fucking amazing. I, you know, me personally, I didn't really know about CBD until I, they 
let me try out their products and I was blown away how good it is. If you have problems sleeping, if you have some issues with your your muscles, check out Sun River Botanicals. Follow them on Instagram. And uh, if you leave a review, you can win a $360 prize from them. Dax, who's this week's winner? All right, so this week's winner is Sports Queen 24. Sports Queen 24 writes, thank you. Five-star review says, I drive hundreds of miles a day and podcasts are my best friend. Love, love all of your uh, interviews and commentary. So refreshing and fun. I look forward to listening every week. Thanks for doing what you all do. So Awesome. Thank D- you, Sports Queen, for leaving such a nice comment. And for that, we are going to reward you. So DM me uh, your information, uh, Sports Queen, and I will send you uh, a gift from our friends at Sun River Botanicals. And guys, make sure you leave a review and uh, five-star review, leave a review, and that's the best thing you can do for us. That's what really puts us and takes us to the next level. Dax, subscribe, t- subscribe, subscribe. That's all we can say. So today on the podcast, we've got an Aussie, someone who is currently living in Los Angeles, probably stuck here because uh, the Australian borders are shut down. Uh, but he was on Netflix's show Too Hot to Handle, which we've had we've had Bryce on here. Yeah. Now we're gonna have Harry, but Harry is one of kind of like the breakout stars from this show. Um, and you know he went on the show looking to I, I, it was a show to looking to win money to meet people, but then find out that uh, you couldn't have sex, you couldn't even touch the other person. <laughs> so uh, we'll get into that. Uh, but now he is a TikTok star who we see at the Hype House, as well as hanging out with some of the biggest social media stars on the planet, Harry Jousey, welcome. What's up, brother? Hey, I'm good. I'm just, uh, yeah, just get my day started. How are you guys? I'm good, I'm good. What's a typical day for you? Because you're like, I see the videos of you from the paparazzi videos to the social media videos. You're out late, but then it seems like you're up early hitting the gym. I mean, what's uh, what's your typical day like? Well, it's weird because like everyone in LA is up at like 10 or 11, and I just feel like I'm wasting my whole day if I sleep in that, that much. Like I'll only do that if I'm hungover. And even then, I'm, like, hating myself. So I'm usually up at, like, 6 or 7 a.m., like a crackhead, go to the gym. And then I, like, come back and I'll, like, work and, like, mess around. I'll, like, try and hang out with people. And they just won't be able to function until, like, 4 in the afternoon. I'm like, how the fuck do you do that? Like, how do you? Like, it's ridiculous. This is, like, fully the party scene, though, because, like, normal L.A. is not getting up at 11 a.m. This is, like, the party scene, the TikTokers, the, you know, like, the hype house people. But normal people in L.A. actually get up early, I promise. Yeah, people with careers are actually structured. <laughs> so, dude, how are you, like, living in L.A.? You know, obviously you're an Aussie, uh, but uh, how are you, like, living in L.A.? And, you know, was that the goal to live here? Um, yeah, it's been one of my goals for a long time. Like it seemed like such a, uh, stretch to be able to get here, but it's honestly like, um, there's no better place in America. I love it. The only thing that scares me is like the fact that anyone could have like a shotgun on them at any time and just blow you up. Like that's (laughs) scary. You guys have guns and shit everywhere. I'm like, whatever. But apart from that, everything's amazing. Like the people here are lovely. Um, probably because they're trying to take advantage of me, but they're lovely uh, there's heaps of like opportunity. There's so much good stuff and there's so much food. Like I've been getting way too fat <laughs> lately. So yeah, I love it. It's the best. I love it. So obviously, you know, we know you from Netflix is too hot to handle. Also, you become huge on TikTok. but like, I want to know about too hot to handle. Like, how did you wind up on that show? It was kind of funny. So I was applying for love Island and I have a UK passport. So I was I was like, okay, cool. Like the dating scene is kind of stale where I was living. I was in New- it was in Auckland in New Zealand. There's like four attractive people and the rest of them look like bush turkeys. 
So I was like, oh. I don't, I don't want to be <laughs> like bush turkeys. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard that one before. I like it, bush turkey. I, like, I don't want to be around this. I want to try it by myself. Like you know, a little international mama cedar, lock me down, uh, and then tame this wild dragon. And then um, I think it was the same people that were casting for Talk to Handle were casting for Love Island, and they were just like, hey, um, we would love to have you on this show. And I was like, sure. They didn't tell me anything about it. They were just like, it's for a big network. Um, it's going to be a whole bunch of fun. And you sound like the perfect guy for it. And I was just like, oh, cool, sweet. Like, you know, they must be really looking for dickheads and idiots. So this is perfect. And then I go on and realize that we can't have sex. So I'm like, sweet. <laughs> but what was it you wanted to do? Like, obviously, from what I know, you were doing well home. You were making money. You were successful. What were you doing back home, right? Um, so I had, had like online businesses and stuff like that. And I think that um, this has kind of obviously boosted everything. It's been like uh, this whole opportunity has been life-changing and being able to see, uh, you know, like what having what a fan base can do and, and how it can, you know, you can push it in any direction. And um, yeah, yeah. So I pretty much, I really want to build businesses and stuff like that and build cool things that people enjoy and especially my followers and stuff that I'm passionate about. Uh, so yeah, are you you can't even go home right now, huh? Because Australia is like shut down their borders. Yeah, like and my mom year. hates me, so there's like there's no way I'm going. <laughs> I, I you know what? I've never really thought about it, but how does that work with someone who's? I'm guessing you're here on a work visa or travel visa or whatever. If that expires, are how do you go home or do you not? Like what what happens so, there? Um, if I go back to Australia, I have to be in like quarantine for I think it's like two weeks, and if you leave, you get fined like fifty grand, and you can face like jail time. So it's pretty serious. Um, but from what I understand, you know, like the government and stuff, everyone here is like ordering you to stay inside. So it's like I can't really go to the airport, and plus my brother's type one diabetic. So if I go to the airport, get Corona, get him sick, there's probably a high chance that he's just gonna uh it like he's, he's gonna be done so i'm like the safest thing to do is stay put stay indoors wear a mask uh and try not to go at any silly house parties and how how much longer are you allowed to stay here um i'm i'm here for a long time i think i, got, I just got my my new visa approved so i'll be here for like three years nice good job dude yeah it's exciting <laughs> took me a year to get it but we're here <laughs> yeah no that's cool so you know obviously you you go on the show and you know, you at first I, you know, as a viewer, I watched shows like, oh man, each person can win a hundred grand, but it wasn't that. It was like, oh, it's a pot. So not everyone was winning as much money as you thought. It was like, oh, this person only win like eight thousand dollars. So I was like, it's not that much money. Listen, eight thousand dollars is better than no money. But you weren't. But did you really care about the money, or were you looking at, hey, I'm using this as a stage for my business, for myself, for my brand? What were you seeing it as? I'm more so was like, okay, there's one person who's going to win this. From day one, I was just like, there's only, I was like, there's, in my head, I was like, there's no way they're going to find 10 different bank accounts all around the world and send US dollars to it. It just sounds like a nightmare for the person doing it. They wouldn't want to put someone through that shit. So I was just like, okay, it's going to be one person. And I was like, $100,000 isn't going to change my life. Like, it's not going to do too much. Uh, it's amazing. Like, it's huge. But I was just like, what well, you know, the path that I'm on, it's not life changing for me, but for some other people on the show, it is. So I was just like, you know what, I'm just gonna be a bit of a dickhead, play around, uh, and have fun with it because I know I probably won't win this show. Uh, that was kind of my mentality, but I was just like, I also started to take it pretty seriously towards the end with with Francesca, and I was like, okay, there's a reason why 
these rules are in place and there's a reason why I need to take it seriously because I've got a problem. I do. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, you guys hit it off on the show and then you have the relationship after. Where do you guys stand now, you and Francesca? Uh, we have each other both blocked on everything. <laughs> 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 like I sent her, like, so we broke up the first time and I wrote her this love letter. I remember it. And, because I, I was reading, I literally just checked my phone before because I was trying to find a new cover photo for my Triller account, and I and I stumbled across it. And I was like, oh shit! Like I was so smitten, uh, and people see me as such a big bad like fuckboy uh, loser. So I was just like, oh, I was reading that. And I was like, wow, I'm such like such a pussy when it came to the uh, breakup. <laughs> I was so sad. I was so heartbroken. Like I even bought her this like rose gold like. Uh, cuff that had like coordinates of where we met and I sent it to her like in my little love letter to her and I was like thank you for being an amazing person changing my life all this stuff but I think just the pressure of um, the relationship being in front of like everyone's eyes like the whole world and then a lot of people speculating a lot of people around us oh did you just lose me no we're still there um, but a lot of people like speculating and, and fans and, and people saying this and that it was just it was a lot to deal with, and especially when it's with someone that you can't see. Like, she was in Vancouver, I was here, and it was just the only time we saw each other was one time in a whole year, and that was when we decided that we still loved each other and we wanted to give it another go. So it was like, it was weird. I honestly think, like, if we had a chance, this is what I wanted, this is what I asked her to do in that breakup video, which I didn't release because I thought it was just too much drama, um, but we filmed the breakup video together. And in it, I was just like, I said, I was like, we haven't had a chance to start as friends and build the relationship from the ground up. Like, we haven't built the foundations of anything. We've just started in the deep end. We realized that we love each other and then we're just going to give it full, like, go full steam ahead. And I was like, once she moves to LA, we're going to start, try it fresh. We're going to start from the build from the ground up and get those feelings back, build that trust, and then move forward. But, um, <laughs> it wasn't received that well, so it just kind of went, uh, it went pear shaped, and now, now we just have each other blocked and everything. So yeah, so that's what I'm like. How did it go from like such a positive thing to like we're blocking each other? Like that, that's a big, that's a big change. Not like oh, this didn't work out, it's fine, but like to blocking each other, you clearly don't want to ha- want to see what the other person's doing at all. Yeah, well, we so we had a plan on how we were going to announce the breakup because we were broken up for a long time. We had a plan, like, because we've never been in this position before. I don't know how to publicly announce a, like, a breakup, and especially in a relationship that's got so many eyes on it. Like, usually you break up with someone, you're just like, cool, I'm on my way. Like, I tell my friends, they know about it. But it was like, uh, we didn't know what to do. So we had a, a manager who was the same manager at the time. Uh, he, you know, he hired a PR team to make sure that we had it, like, the most seamless breakup as possible, that everyone understood that it was mutual uh, and that we needed to, like, start fresh so the day before that we were meant to like announce it she released this youtube video saying that like i was being unfaithful and and fabricated some stuff and i was just like well where does this come from she didn't even talk to me she didn't call me she didn't even like uh have a conversation with me about it and then it was like i skipped i started getting sent screenshots of her in like comment sections like saying like this if you've unfollowed harry do this if you've unfollowed harry like and then she was in her fan page group chats telling them to comment, like, uh, you better be quiet or else Francesca's going to say this about you. Like, I got some screenshots in fan page group chats and I was like, look, like, 
it wasn't bad until it to, until this point. I was like, I understand you're hurting, but so am I. And for it to get to this level, um, now mind you, I'm not perfect. Like I know I was saying, I was saying stuff on my stories or in podcasts, like saying stuff uh, that I shouldn't have been petty, and I do regret a lot of that stuff. Uh, but it got the reason I got to that point is because it started just getting blown out of proportion, and she was just trying to make me look like such a bad guy, and that's why um, I started losing a whole bunch of followers and and I was talking to my legal team and they were just like, well, what she's doing is defamation uh, and it's causing damages and losses. um, So you can, you can technically sue her. And I was like, well, I don't want to put time and energy into something negative. uh, So how do we like get around this and move on? Because it's, it's honestly hurting. And the fact that she's doing all this stuff shows that she's hurting as well. Um, So yeah, they pretty much just hit it with like a cease and desist. And then she hit, me with one and then she hit every podcast that I've been on with one and I was like okay <laughs> oh geez now we got some coming for us now Dex <laughs> well now but um I was just like I don't know why she's trying to silence me but I get it we're both hurt um and yeah it sucks like honestly like I'll I'll watch our old videos and like photos and stuff together and I was like fuck like I really miss that feeling I really miss that person I'd love to like sit down with her and be like hey like it's fine. Like, I don't know why we need to be so venomous towards each other. Like, can we be friends? Can we move forward? Um, cause I, like, I love that girl. Like I, I genuinely thought like, this is it. Like this is the one, but there was like, just a whole bunch of stuff that happened the first time we broke up that made me not be able to like trust again and not be able to like move through it. But she's, she's a sweetheart. And I've always said that I'm proud of her. I've always said she's so gorgeous and she's out of my reach, uh, out of my league. Um, and yeah, and I, I think she's in another relationship now, so I'm happy for her. So yeah, I actually I want to ask you about this. So I saw photos of her dating. Well, I, I out eat to eat with Vinny from Jersey Shore. Um, is that who? Is that the other relationship you're talking about? No, I think there's been like uh, ten or so. There's like there's Tana. She dated. She was talking about with Tana. There was that like Casey Boone. Um, there was Vinny, I believe. There was Jay Alvarez again. Um, to me, though, that doesn't seem like dating. That seems like good PR publicity stunts. Well, that's the thing, because I was looking at some of the photos. I was like, this is really staged. <laughs> like, this is really set up. Like, Because I got my Google alerts on for my name, Harry Jowsey, and every time she gets put in a, an article, I get tagged in it. So I'll see it. And like the her making out on a front lawn with another girl, and I was just like, why do you just randomly walk out of a restaurant and just start pashing in a in a front in a front lawn? I was like, this seems very strange. Seems like you called the the paparazzi on yourself. But all power to her. Yeah. So let me ask you this: So once you guys left the show, I remember seeing photos of you guys. I think you guys are working out in a track, and there's paparazzi photos. Was that that those were had to be set up shots? And were they set up on your end? Was it on her end? Was it together? What was that? No, no, no. Um, she asked me, and I was just like, because she wasn't, we we're just, we we're meant to keep it quiet that she was here. And I was like, sure thing, like if you want to, but I wanted to just work out and I just wanted to spend time with her. Uh, so she put me in a group chat with these paparazzi and was just like, hey, uh, we're going to be here at this time. And I was just like, okay, cool. Like, um, yeah, I wasn't really too impressed by it, but I was just like, you know what? Like, if it's, it makes her happy if it if it makes you know a little bit more buzz and hype around everything then sure but we were very rocky at that point like we were very like 
on on the edge uh with how our relationship was going so yeah it seems like she understands the hollywood game is what it seems like to me which i don't think is a negative thing i think the people that understand how to work the media how to use the paparazzi to their advantage it's smart if it you know i i would say it would be better for you if you guys were together and because obviously the the press together is normally more than someone apart but like it's smart what she's doing, you know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, yeah, you know. she's been she's been very busy, you know. I can see it, and I even got told by uh, I went to El Posto because I always like try and talk to the paparazzi because I'm like, okay, you guys are like, this is your job. I understand it. You're getting paid to get photos of me being a drunk idiot and like hanging on to some girl. Um, so I always like try and like understand it because I'm just I don't really want to just like brush them off because they're humans. So uh, there was one guy who's just like, man, like. She keeps blowing up my phone. Like she'll be like going to, she'll literally be going to a grocery store and like, hey, I'm gonna be here. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, but whatever. I don't, I don't, I don't shade her. You um, know what though? Here, there's a lot of people that do that, and I think the general public doesn't realize how many stars or recognizable people are in constant contact with the paparazzi saying hey i'm going here because you need to stay relevant in this industry if you're not relevant then no one's covering you and you're not getting the next gig so like you know what i'm saying and most people don't want to talk about it it's smart like hats off to her because i I guess she understands that you know it's a very short window um and to do the most with it but uh yeah i think i've i've been trying to stay a little bit more low-key but I've also been caught uh, a couple times, uh, <laughs> as you saw before, as, as you were saying before, they got saddled and bowled because they're, they're always camped up there. <laughs> it's like a press conference. Soon you come, as soon as you come to eat, you know, it's like you walk out of there. It's a press conference. Like, okay, I had an appetizer. We didn't order dessert because we were full from the dinner. It's just like, okay, I get it. It's it's pretty funny. It's, it was weird. Like I went to Saddle Ranch with like Tanner and Jake Paul, and it turned into a meet and greet. Some guy had printed out photos of me and my undies. And I was like, there's no way. I just was laughing. I was like, there's no way you went. You went and printed these out, came to Saddle Ranch, and then was waiting to find me, like, holding these. I was like, I'm impressed. Like, I, I, I was like, I love you. Like, thank you so much. Like, I'm, I'm really flattered. But it, it honestly turned into a meeting great. And you'll be sitting there and people will just be filming you, like, eating. It's like there was, there was four paparazzi camped up in a bush just sniping me and Tanner. And I was, I, I was seeing her friend for a minute. So I was just like, this looks really bad. And her friend was just like a little bit uneasy by it because every, everyone's trying to like um, make me and Tanner Tan seem like a, an item. But there's no chance of that <laughs> So it's funny though with, you know, going back to Francesca, like because I saw the photos of her and Vinny eating in, in New York City. And I know the paparazzi in New York City very well. And no shot they'd recognize her. And it was a very good setup shot. I was like, oh, she's selling him out or he's in on it too. Like, she's working it. I was like, man. I was I was like, she she's hustling, which you got to respect to a certain extent. Just said it, but I'm just curious. Do you, by any chance, uh, ask a friend, do you still have any naked pics of her on your phone? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right. <laughs> like we, we took videos um, when we were together, but uh, they're, they're long gone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're all gone. <laughs> but um, it's it's incredible how much uh, like all these guys that she goes on dates with, their their ex, all their exes are in my DMs. Like it's incredible the work rate that's happening. And and I was just like I've been impressed. There's like the the latest guy she's been with, 
few of his exes have come in my DMs, like, let's cause, you know, let's cause a scene. The few of Vinny's exes. And I'm like, honestly, like, I don't care enough about the situation to, like, want to try and stunt with you guys. Like, it's all good. Like, let them be peaceful and let's stop, like, trying to, like, yeah, <laughs> make it a thing. There's so many of them. Who's the craziest person to hit you up in your DMs, like, famous-wise, even if it's just them being a fan of the show? There's been – well, I, the cra- the craziest person was, was Justin Bieber, not, like, a girl or anything like that, but he DM'd me, and he's like, what's your number? Because he watched the show, and uh, he I think he saw, like, a lot of similarities in, like, myself and him, um, from what Scooter said to me anyway. I'd, I'd like to think that. Um and he was just he was just like, Yeah, like that's the top on a call, like let's um chat. And he's the ni- nicest guy I've ever met. He's so sweet. He's so like warm and welcoming and I was honestly like I kind of freaked out like I cried when he when he met me. Like I was just like, There's no fucking way this guy knows I'm a human, knows I exist. And I think it was that day that Ariana followed uh Francesca and DM'd her and I I was like, There's no like how the fuck does this happen? <laughs> I'm like, no way. Wait, it's so did crazy. you get you guys met up in person or just on the phone? No, I met him the other night. Um, or actually, he drove past me when I was getting breakfast, and he's like, "Hey, like, let's hang out." And I was like, "Yeah, sure. Like, I would love to." And then uh, um, I was at a bar with a few friends, uh, obviously outdoor dining, and six feet away from everyone, and he was there, and uh, he was just like, had a little chat. I had a chat to Haley. She's so nice. I just. They're just the nicest people. It, just, it honestly baffles me because you'll meet like a TikToker with like a hundred thousand followers that thinks that they're amazing, and then you meet people that are like actually on top of the world, killing it, have achieved some amazing stuff, and they're just so humble, so sweet, and they just like want to have a conversation with you. So it's really eye-opening and it's refreshing. So how would you explain LA nightlife? I mean, obviously you're there during the pandemic, so it's different, but right now. There's only so many places you could go You're with the cameras and stuff. And, you know, it used to be a lot of celebrities were going out. And I think they still go out, but not as much. There's a lot more house parties. Um, but right now, it's like you see the paparazzi videos. It's a lot of social media stars. You see a lot of the, you know, the hype house, the the FaZe Clan and stuff like that. Those are the people that are going out. And you see around the L.A. nightlife, nightlife right now. How would you explain the L.A. nightlife? So I found that the nightlife is way more social media influences now it's like their their time to shine i guess um i've met you know like a couple of your a-list celebrities uh out and about but i think people are a little bit less less inclined to go out unless it's like dinner or um yeah something like low-key whereas i feel like people don't really want to get trashed and embarrass themselves uh too much unless you're like a tiktoker you had strategy when you were on the show. You know, you're like, man, everyone else is trying to make money on Two Out to Handle. I'm going to be the one to stand out and, you know, I really don't need the money. I'm going to use it as a Netflix as a platform for me. What is your strategy now uh, that you're in L.A.? Like, what is your current strategy now? Obviously, we see you hanging out with a lot of big social media stars, but what are you trying to do? What is your way of doing it, too? Honestly, like, uh, the Netflix show, the strategy was purely because I knew that this is there's only one time that I'm ever going to be able to be on Netflix. There's only one time I'm ever going to be able to make an impression to the whole world. Um, so how do I do it? Like, how do I be, you know, a lovable dickhead? Um, and that, I kind of was was just like, that's kind of what I need to achieve. Um, like, I'd even tell Francesca before I'd go say dumb stuff just so 
I was just like, is this too dumb? Um, but now it's more so like uh, I'm surrounded by amazing people who are super successful and doing, um, you know, amazing things. And it's just, I'm kind of just trying to keep on my uh, TV show grind. I really want to, like I'm working on uh, a few shows at the moment. And I think that's just my, my end goal because that's what I love to do. Like TikTok's fun. It's a really easy way to grow, but it's not like, bro, I, I really don't like lip syncing all day long. Like I really don't <laughs> enjoy it. Like, that- I'm taking my show and flexing uh, and pretending that I'm some gangster or some dude who's like hard. I'm not. Like I don't, I don't care enough about it. It's just uh, an easy way to grow right now. And I feel like I would have been silly to miss out on that opportunity or just or sleep on it. So mainly – the goal is is just I enjoy networking. I love my friends. I love my circle, um, but I'm just focusing on building brands and and uh, building really cool shows that hopefully will come to fruition real soon, and that uh, people will enjoy to watch. How do you, how do you monetize on like the TikTok stuff? Is that something that you can actually monetize? Because I see all these people that are freaking out that TikTok is going to get shut down, and it's like, you know, that that's where they have the most followers. How does someone monetize on that? Well, so a lot of these big TikTokers only make money on playing sounds, like songs. So like other people's songs. Uh, and a lot of big songs that are out there start with these TikTokers. Like they'll give them a mad budget um, and they'll just for them to make a dance or like uh, do something with a song. So a lot of people, a lot of these TikTokers make most of their bread on there. But this is what I've been saying to my friends. I was like, once TikTok is gone, like you don't own that audience, you're gonna lose like 20 million followers is just gonna vanish. And then they know who you are, but they don't care about you enough to follow yeah, you everywhere. Else. Find you somewhere else, yeah. Yeah, they don't. They don't care enough about you to go and find you and make sure that they're plugged in on every other platform. So how do you own that data? How do you keep your fans connected? I'm like, start your own Shopify website gather that data, that that Facebook pixel data. So then you can literally just retarget to them wherever they are on the internet and make sure that you're plugged in. But I guess a lot of people like a lot of, a lot of these guys are complacent. They don't really see like the long-term gain and a lot of this stuff. Um, and they get real complacent and they're kind of just happy just doing whatever. So are you starting up a YouTube page? Are you starting up a Shopify? What are you doing? <laughs> Shopify. <laughs> yeah, I have I have a few, uh, but I really I really want to get into YouTube, but it's also like uh, I feel like from what I'm the path that I'm on right now with TV shows and stuff like that, I'd be kind of really shooting myself in the foot if I just start trying to do like vlogs and skits and like film my friends being drunk. I feel like I'd kind of limit myself to to how I'm seen and like uh, how like networks will look at me. So I'm kind of just really putting all my time and energy into building this podcast, building these uh, other shows out and then hopefully getting them landed with a big network. Keep, keep in mind though, you have complete control over a YouTube page with TV shows. You're dependent on everybody else. So, and you're good friends with some of the top YouTubers in the world, which automatically is going to give you a, a boost in following. And it's these YouTubers are living a good life, man. A real good life. They're very healthy. Like Alex Warren just bought him a McLaren <laughs> and just fucking made it crazy. I'm like, bro, you're not. He just turned twenty. He's got a Tesla for no reason. I'm like, what do you? What do you need? How many people are you moving? So how's he's making his money just from YouTube, or where is he exactly making his money from? 
Uh, uh, YouTube and uh, merch more so. Merch, okay. Who would you say has the best social media house in LA? We've seen the phase, we've seen the hype house. Who's got the coolest house? Um, honestly, I'm like, I'll probably get shot for saying this, but I think the Sway LA boys uh, on top. Like, I think they're crushing it. I think the fact that they've got, you know, they're ob- obviously extremely controversial and they do a lot of silly shit, but their numbers, the amount that they're growing, how they're in, they're in a routine. Like, it's not like that they wake up at four in the afternoon. I was talking to Noah Beck the other day and he was telling me, yeah, like, the boys are there at 9 a.m. They're training. As soon as they're done training, they're straight into making content. They've got meetings. They're, they're doing this and that. Very systematic, very, like, planned. Um, and, be, like, it's very cool because, like, not a lot of people have that type of structure and where they want their whole team to win. Like, it's very, like, a free-for-all in a lot of these houses. Like, they'll they'll do some, like, TikToks together and they'll have, like, their two main people that they work together but they won't work with, like, the other house, the other, like, people in the house. So, I think, honestly, I think the Sway Boys are, are going to be the ones that, like, really come out on top. And the fact that they signed that trailer deal, huge money. Crazy. How did you start hooking up with all these social media stars? Honestly, um, or did they just kind of bring you I in was, because they were like, "Oh, you've become a social media star as well with the amount of followers and uh, attention around you." No, I think like um, <laughs> so. Long story short, I got very drunk one night. I, somehow, I ended up at the hype house with a few of the boys, um, and then because I'm I'm a very large human, they were all trying to see who could take me down, like who could drop me. So for some reason, I started throwing like them in the pool. I pinned one of them down. Uh, I covered him in Chick-fil-A sauce. Like I licked his nipples. Like it was <laughs> it was a weird time. And I think it was my initiation into the hype house. I think that's how they kind of got me in. Um, so they looked like they were filming me and stuff. And I think that they realized that like I'm just a whole bunch of fun. And I think that's why they kind of keep me around. And then obviously as you go out, you meet more people. Um, you know, a few of the boys had a boxing match and that's where I met a whole bunch of the Sway guys and they, they were just, they were super nice and super friendly towards me. Where do, so where do you live in LA? Are you, you're not in a house. You just pay rent and you're just living. Yeah. I just don't know if, if that, if that lifestyle is for me, like it's like a frat house, you know, there's, I just don't know if I could really live with 20 other people. It's just not my, not my scene. But then again, you know, if the opportunity presented itself, I probably, be quick to consider it just purely because it's a good way to grow and everything like that. But I really enjoy it. Like I have uh, my two best friends that I live with. One of them is my business partner. Another one's one of my American friends. Um, we have this nice place in West Hollywood, but we're looking to move and get our own house uh, in the hills, like towards next year, early next year. So we can kind of, I really want to have like a goat and like a dog and like a backyard. So I really want to have, have that. That's like my dream right now. The first person we've ever talked to says, I want a goat. And a dog. <laughs> I've never heard anyone say they need a goat. <laughs> I feel like it'd just be like a fun dynamic, you know? Even maybe a chicken as well, just one. So goat, dog, chicken. Just really mix it up and confuse people when they come over. And just give them like weird names like sniper or like spider. <laughs> spider. I like it. So what is the word right now with every, with all the social media stars? What do they think of Addison Ray and her friendship with Kourtney Kardashian? Are, do they think it's weird? Are they jealous? Like what's the... What's the vibe like with that? Honestly, I have so much respect for Addison. The fact that she's um, transitioned her brand from not like a TikTok anymore. She's more so a celebrity. Like she's very like, she's very smart in how she's networked and how she's moved. 
I think a lot of these people in the scene are a little bit jealous and a little bit annoyed by it because it, then again, you know, like so many people wish that they were friends with Kourtney Kardashian and the fact that um, people started on the same level as her and she's leveled up very quick. Um, I think that, you know, a lot of them are very jealous, but you can't be, you can't be mad at her. I think that she's, she's crushed it. She's doing amazing. Um, and yeah, the fact that she has networked and moved her brand to that point and also made a really cool friend and a very powerful friend is, is huge. So yeah, hats off to her. It's amazing. I don't know when you, when you're at these parties or you're around this crowd, who is like the one social media star that everyone bows down to? Is it David Dobrik? Is it Logan Paul? I mean, I got to assume that they're Kylie. If she walks into a room, the whole room stops. But who is like the one person everyone wants to be friends with? I think Stassi. Honestly, like um, I'm really good. Like I think Stassi's one of my best friends. Um, and I think wherever you go, like dudes are tripping over to talk to her. Like a lot of a lot of people have so much time for her she's so sweet she's so down to earth um and yeah a, a lot of these kids like really really bowed down to her and nikita dragon as well like she's she's very powerful and she has like this amazing presence about her so when she's at, like in the scene or at the high pass um yeah <laughs> these like a lot of people uh trip themselves up and, and fumble fumble a little bit we never yeah. see like david dobrik hanging out with the houses at least i don't maybe i don't just check in enough content is he just doing his own thing and doesn't want to associate with that kind of stuff yeah i think honestly i think like um david's on a different level uh and he's very like he's very up there he's more like the a-class uh influencer like he's in the a-league so i think that he kind of just like he's focusing on himself and I, i'm not sure i think he's twitch streaming now um, I, I haven't met him. I've I met him on FaceTime, I think once or twice. Um, but yeah, he doesn't, I don't think he's much of a drinker. I don't think he really gets out and about. He's more so like focused on building, building his uh, brands and, and whatever else he's doing. And what do you think about Charlie D'Amelio? I think Charlie D'Amelio, I, I think the video, she's, she's, you know what? Like she's under 18, so it's kind of hard to talk about. However, I think she's a, she's very talented as a dancer. Like you can't put that past her. Like she's, she's good at what she does. Do you, do you find other people trying to just kind of connect with her because she's one of the biggest TikTok stars? Um, honestly, Charlie and Dixie are the, like the funniest people. Like Charlie's so hilarious. Every time I see her, like, um, we always like, she always like pushes me around a little bit and like bullies me or doesn't bully me, but like makes jokes at me and, and stuff like that. I think, um, she's, she's so smart. Like that family, the fact that the whole family's involved in the internet world and they're all plugged in. Like I'm pretty sure she just signed a fat deal with Trilla to be on Trilla. Like, man, like she's, she's top, like top of the class, like just killing it. Like she's, yeah, she's a champion. I've got so much time for Charlie. Yeah. And who's the one TikTok star? You're like, how the fuck did this person? How how are you guys watching this content? And you know, you're just like, come on. Oh, there's um, what are they called? There's that Candy Ken dude. And oh Sarah. yeah, yeah, I seen him, dude. I so I saw I walked out of Boa, and I saw them hiding in a corner. I think they were trying to get paparazzi or something. I don't know what they were doing. I don't know how they've got so much money or who they are. But I've seen them on the Hollywood Fix videos like two times, and both times I've instantly wanted to headbutt a wall. <laughs> I don't know what it is about them. I don't know, like you know, obviously it's completely different branding, but it's just so in your face. It's so loud. It's 
ridiculous. And then I also went and checked the, uh, this dude's TikTok and I was like, how have you got 10 million followers? Like, and then the engagement's not really there. So I'm like, maybe he's bought some followers, but I just don't get it. Like, I don't get the content. I don't understand it. I guess it's like completely different to my brand and like, uh, whatever, you know, hats off to him. Like he's successful. He's making money, but I just, I, it's, it's just one person. I, I don't think I'd really get excited about meeting. Yeah. Um, what about the Nelk boys? I'm personally a fan of their content. I just think they're just cool dudes and I respect like they just make cool episodes. I like their strategy. We're doing it, but are, are, do they associate with the houses or are they just kind of doing their own thing or no, I've seen, I've seen them around a couple times. Uh, yeah, they're fucking a one guys. Like they're sick. Like I've got so much time for those guys. Every time I've hung out, um, it's been hilarious and we connect really well like those guys are so smart in their business model their strategy how they do videos how they make it like uh like a full tv show production they're just they're genius like they are like they've turned like um like a college lifestyle into like a full-on brand um and their their audience is so strong like their engagement is so strong some of the numbers that i've heard um from like from people in the scene that they pull is just ridiculous i was just like these guys have really just tapped into their demographic. They've really nailed it and they've just scaled it up. Yeah, it's awesome. So what's next for you, dude? Like, what is, uh, you know, what, what what do we see you? Obviously, you're trying to get more into TV and more. I see the merch. The merch is doing really well. But what's next for you? Um, so I'm starting a skincare brand. I've been working on that for a minute because um, it's something that a lot of people ask me, like, what's your skincare routine? I was like, fuck, like, I've always wanted to, I've always wanted to make a product that makes people feel good. Um, so like, obviously I can't make antidepressants. I'm not a chemist, but what can I do? Skincare. So like, um, I've been work, working on that a little bit, redoing my merch, uh, and more so just podcasts and TV shows and boring stuff like that. Just really trying to land the big fish and keep the momentum going. Um, but yeah, and I'm just, I guess I just network and collab with, with, uh, pretty, pretty much everyone. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty much it. Smart. And, where, and tell everyone where they can find you because I know you've got TikTok, you've got IG. Where else should people be finding you? Um, I'm on Triller at Harry, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Harry Jazzy. Pretty much Harry Jazzy everywhere. Snapchat. I can't get back into that account, so don't bother adding it. Uh, and then Pornhub. Harry. <laughs> Only fans. Come on, Only fans is making people a lot of money. Uh, yeah, no, I think I'm good. I think I'm okay for now. <laughs> Wants to throw me a, a couple of mil for a sex tape, then uh, then it's all yours. <laughs> so you're open for a sex tape, is what you're saying? It's worked for a lot of people. I'm there. I'm, you know, I've, uh, it'll be a quick sex tape, but it will be fun. <laughs> who would you Who would you do a sex tape with? Uh, look, I, I don't know if anyone's brave enough to do a sex tape with me, but um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if anyone wants that type of reputation. Say so that people know that they slept with me. Uh, <laughs> I honestly don't know. Currently, you're single, correct? Yes. Current. Would you, by any chance, be interested in like doing like another reality show? Like, have you talked to maybe? Would you be interested in doing like The Bachelor? I would fucking love to be The Bachelor. Like, hands down, I think that. Well, more so that it would give me an opportunity to really like, because at the moment, you know, like in LA, it's pretty easy to date twenty girls, but they're not very interested in you. But on The Bachelor, I find that you know, there's girls there that are genuinely interested with you and generally interested in finding something special and trying something different and going out of their comfort zone to to do that i would i would honestly feel like i'd number one be a funny bachelor hilarious 
Um, but it'd be a good opportunity for me to find someone who's genuinely in it for me and wants to like try and build something special. So that's my goal. Hopefully one day they'll, they'll reach out. I think the Australian bachelor, there was talks of that, but I think American bachelors where it's at, I'm just a sucker for accents. And I find that Americans and Canadians just the hottest people. So yeah. Well, it would work for you here because everyone in America thinks Australian accent is awesome. So you being on television <laughs> here on the American Bachelor would be pretty good. Uh, what what would you tell producers why you would be a good pick? Um, honestly, I'm just a big ball of energy. I think it would be um, a very funny show, and I'd I'd be straight to the point. I wouldn't really like fuck around. If there was someone that I didn't like, I'd just be like, okay, look, look. You're a sweetheart, but you've got the personality of a toenail. I don't really see myself with you, so please move along. Um, so I, I feel like I'd probably just be a little bit – I'd probably be controversial. Like it'd be good for viewing, uh, probably bad for my uh, <laughs> my, my brand, but um, I think it would be a lot of fun and it would be a good way for me to find someone. Because I like I would genuinely love to, to have that special person and be settled down. So um, – yeah, that's what I thought was going to happen with Francesca, but things went a little bit pear-shaped. So I genuinely, you know, like I'm getting on with my life. I would love to have someone cool with me that can build an empire and travel with and, and just, you know, like a best friend. So, yeah, I'm sad, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Harry. I, you know, I know we can't keep you all day. I appreciate your time. I think your story is fascinating. I think your honesty is refreshing and, you know, just saying, hey, uh, the shit, you know, it was fun while it lasted with Francesca. I, I felt that you're still open that if someday those doors reveal themselves again, you might be willing to have a, a relationship with her if you guys could kind of put all the shit behind you. Yeah, for sure. I honestly think that if we had a had a chance where we could sit down and talk about everything uh, and move forward as adults and not throw shade at each other online or anything like that i think that would be a, a day that i'm very much looking forward to i've always i'm always gonna have a soft spot for her and a place in my heart but yeah it's i know she's not the one so it's time to, to move forward and and try and find the uh this the special the magic woman <laughs> and we'll do what we can to get you on the bachelor okay hey, i appreciate you guys, you guys are- <laughs> i like them Good, good dude. dude, man. Fun, entertaining. <laughs> I think he's got a good head on his shoulder. He's not just like an influencer that's like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to make money for the rest of my life dancing. He's like, no, you you need to look beyond that. He's looking at TV shows. He's looking at, you know, coming up with other ideas to make money on the side, whether, you know, Shopify, merchandise, skincare. Smart, smart, smart. Yeah, he, he's hustling. You know, obviously he put him around some really good people in the social media world. And he's also like, hey, guys. We're doing well right now, but this is not the finish line. We got to keep going. So uh, he's got a, a good head on his shoulders. And, uh, you know, I, I liked the show when he was on it. I thought he was fun. And uh, I, I'm happy he came on. So thank you. Uh, make sure you follow him on Instagram. Uh, like and subscribe our show, and you can win prizes, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, make sure you follow me at, at Adam Glynn. You can follow Dax Holt at, at Dax Holt. Uh, make sure you find out our friends at Sun River Botanicals. They uh, have some of the best CBD products out there. And we will see you guys later. A Huda Media Production.